Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Friday, July 15th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer, we call McLaughlin, Avery Newport. Happy to have you with us as got this Friday edition of the Sports Mix and uh, we'll kick things off talking uh, Little League State Tournament action. That begins this afternoon. 2.30, the first game in the bracket down at Oatesdale Park will be between District 5 runner-up Bridgeport and District 2 runner-up Chapmanville. Uh, but the games we'll be covering, the local games, will not get going until 5.30. As 5.30 on field 2, Logan takes on Martinsburg. Logan, the District 2 champion. Martinsburg, the District 6 runner-up. will be on the air at 5.15. We'll do a little preview and uh, talk about uh, the all the tournament, how, the, how Martinsburg got there. And then uh, we will do our best this whole weekend to cover both teams. Sometimes they get in between each other, depending on how they fare tonight. We'll depend on what games we will have tomorrow, but we'll announce most likely by the end of the broadcast tonight. Uh, game two set for 730. That is on field one against the District 8 champion Summersville against our District 6 champion Jefferson. Um, but this should be a great weekend of baseball, of Little League baseball down at Oatesdale Park. We talked with Nevin Kilmer, District 6 administrator, yesterday. And uh, he was very excited. And festivities began last night with a picnic and a little fun thing. We went down there. I guess uh, they had a what did they have, Colin? We went down there to check out the field, too, with the uh, great improvements they've made to that field and see how we're going to broadcast from it. Uh, but uh, they had a dunk tank over there. Yeah, that looked uh, pretty cool. And I was saying, of course, they have a dunk tank for a whole bunch of uh, baseball players. So I wouldn't want to be the one inside that dunk tank with a whole bunch of pitchers coming yeah, at as it. As long as it's not a pitcher thrown, you might be all right. But yeah. who knows? I mean, they are 10 to 12, so... They're not always the most accurate, but I think for the majority of the time, you're probably in that water. Yeah, that's a risk you take, but uh, sounds like a fun event, you know, sounds like a fun night last night to uh, kick off the state tournament being hosted here uh, for the first time since 2019, I think. Is that what you said, Spencer, right? No, 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 no. No? No, long time ago, I think. Oh. 2012, potentially. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just 2019. Uh, 2019. Ah, uh, I see. Matt and Matt followed down there. I believe it potentially was... I I don't know where it was, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, but uh, yesterday in that uh, interview we had with Nevin Kilmer, he mentioned they were doing a home run derby last night as kind of a fun thing as two participants from each of the 14 teams participated. And uh, shocker, not to us. Maybe a shocker to some other people around the state, uh, but uh, you had three local players in participation, and Andy Roberts and Jacob Hutchinson from Jefferson and Donovan Nichols from Martinsburg. All those three we did see hit home runs during the first two tournaments, the area and the district tournament. Uh, but it was Je- uh, Martinsburg's Donovan Nichols coming out on top. He hit 10 home runs in 90 seconds, hitting two in the three swings in the third tie break. 
Um, I believe Andy Roberts hit nine. So it was a fun festivity there last night with Donovan Nichols coming in first and Jefferson's Andy Roberts coming in second. Uh, Seemed like a pretty cool event. Uh, I guess Donovan hit three balls total up onto Raleigh Street and Roberts hit one up there. So I guess they were were they... They were doing it at the, I think... I think um, they said they were doing it at the rookie field. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Field two. Yeah. No, I think it's that backfield, I feel like. They did it back there? Okay, interesting. Because it's the train tracks behind the other one. I'm trying to figure that out, I thought right? past the train tracks would have been the street, maybe. In my head, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I. But uh, that's a heck of a... That's what four it's balls. Quite a distance, man. I mean, four balls on a Raleigh Street. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. But hey, multiple. I said yesterday we wanted to keep it in the area for a champion. So happy they did so. Since Surf won last year, uh, Roberts probably wanted it to stay with Jefferson, but Nichols getting it for Martinsburg. Uh, hopefully, we get to see a couple home runs from uh, the two of those guys today. Definitely, and it's going to be an exciting tournament. Again, we'll have all the action as best as possible. Uh, there are possible times that we will not be able to get both games on this weekend. Uh, it just depends on uh, how both teams do uh, tonight. I, I will say if both teams have the same result, we won't be able to get both on tomorrow because they play one starts at 1 p.m., the other would start at 1.30 p.m., and then if they both win, they'll one starts at 6 and one starts at 6.30 uh, so unfortunately, we won't be able to get both those games on, and you never want to wish for one team to fall. But we'll be able to get two games on if one team falls and one team wins. Uh, but if you fall, you still get another chance. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're it'll be a great weekend regardless of you know which games we're able to cover. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to uh, seeing the state tournament here and seeing what these teams have to offer. I'm looking forward to uh, this first game, one, since I get to do play-by-play, and two, when we went yesterday and saw that field number two that they're using, it looked phenomenal. Yeah, it was when 195. The view was so perfect. I believe 200, to left 200 right. is the main field. Yeah, is 200 all around is usually what it is, yeah. left, right, center for this age group. But They got it to 195 two, on left to and right and 200 in center. Um, and it'll play probably longer because of how high the fence is yeah that so. is true but it was they, they did a phenomenal job there uh to be able to transform that field into what it is just for the this five uh not even five days i guess four days maybe or three days just really this weekend part of the tournament um and you know hats off to that crew down there um yeah because, nevin said it yesterday these yeah. volunteers have made it probably the best two fields arguably in the entire state and looking at it i agree uh not only that but they've had to i mean they're obviously it's going to work out in the end for them but if you think about it we know now for certain that after uh this state tournament wraps up they're getting turf fields there so they just put in a bunch of time and effort for this specific tournament just to have to turn around and then have turf installed in the infield um but you know that's going to be an awesome addition to it as well but i mean just all the work that's going to be put in this summer down there uh prior to this tournament that they put in and then they're that they're going to put in to get those turf infields in there as well um just want to thank everybody down there at martinsburg little league for being host and uh they set us up with uh field two obviously not the main field at the main field we'll have a press box we'll have a top you know a higher perch but uh 
what we have to work with and what they gave us to work with is is great they they you know have a tent out there for us they're gonna have their power out there for us so it's gonna be able to have we're gonna have, be able to have an almost normal broadcast that we usually would see at the other field yeah and we've had to broadcast from outside before you know there are a couple high school stadiums that we've done games at yeah. that don't have the, i was just specifically talking about being able to get power down there and such because that's a challenge sometimes. It, it is a challenge yeah, depending on where you are hopefully we'll be able to get a rather cool camera angle from our man cam still trying to determine that um but again thanks to the wonderful people down there at martinsburg little league for getting field two ready and not only getting field two ready for the games, but getting field two ready for us to be able to broadcast from because that's more stuff they had to add on to doing that. And uh, it looks like a heck of a field, 195 again to left and right, and then 200 in the center. Yeah, it helps us out a lot, really, too, because if we're going to be broadcasting multiple games between different fields, then that changes, obviously, how much time we have to set up and move our equipment from one place to another. So uh, we really do appreciate all the work that they were doing for for us specifically to um, help make our broadcasts easier, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll give you a good product to watch. Yeah, and with Avery saying that, uh, we will not most likely, depending on timing, uh, we're going to have to rush over to field two for the second game starting at seven thirty. So we won't, depending on the timing of that game that ends that starts at five thirty, we will probably there's a good chance we won't have a post game show uh, to break everything down. But at the end of the night, we'll try and break everything down uh, from both games tonight. Uh, but uh, it's going to be a great weekend of Little League action down at Oatsdale Park. And uh, we'll have all of the local action as best as we can. As I mentioned, they might have multiple games at the same time. Uh, but we will try our best and bear with us during that. And we'll alert you on our social media pages, Facebook uh, to where we're going to be tomorrow and at the end of tonight's broadcast most likely as well uh, but that will do it for this first segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com we come back we'll get into uh some interesting local news uh between commanders and a shepherd player got announced by a big time nfl insider on his twitter yesterday we'll get into that plus uh High school football season right around the corner. We'll announce our schedule as well after this two-minute break or two of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. 
Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce the addition of more healthcare services and physicians at the Shepherdstown Medical Office Building. All of this is right in your backyard. Cardiology, pediatrics and primary care, behavioral medicine and psychiatry, orthopedics and sports medicine, podiatry and foot ankle surgery, Center for Diabetes and Metabolic Health, endocrinology, as well as two departments of Berkeley Medical Center, lab services and x-ray services. Make an appointment today for WVU Medicine Shepherdstown at WVUMedicine.org. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer Puy. Colin McLaughlin and Avery Newport, happy to have you with us. Avery Newport uh, tells me during the break, uh, today is National Gummy Worm Day. Yeah, Friday, July 15th. I don't know what. He told me to announce it on the show. I don't really know what purpose that has to do with uh, talk rated WRNR, TV 10, sports mix, and sports. Doesn't need to have a purpose. It's a little fun thing. It gets the people going. (laughs) Go get a bag of trolley today before the uh, the. Are you buying? Uh, You got paid. You got a big paycheck. Okay, well, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know how big it is. Well, you didn't see it. All right. Well, uh, before we get into this Shepherd news, uh, why don't we break some news here, Colin? Sure. Uh, We like to break news on the show when we can. Uh, But as always, I believe it's our 30th year covering Martinsburg football. Uh, We will do that as we always will. I believe it's 40. Or 30, not 40. I was about to 30. say, Miller did it I believe for 29. it's 30 because when I was here last year with Miller, he was sending out emails to the ADs, and I believe he said 29th. So I believe we're at 30, and we will continue to do that, as we always will. Uh, but we have some time uh, in in the season to pick up other games due to a bye for Martinsburg, due to the th- first Thursday game of the year. And again, this year due to Martinsburg playing a Saturday game as they will play that return game with uh, Riverside as Riverside will come down to Martinsburg. Uh, We will on Thursday, August 25th, have the Washington at Hedgesville game, the annual Thursday night game between those two teams. Uh, And then we'll have our Martinsburg schedule as they'll have a great teams coming into Coburn Field this year. Salem, August 26th. September 2nd, Musselman, the EPAC rivalry there, coming to Coburn Field. Then September 9th, they'll be at Sharando in Virginia. Home uh, September 16th with that big matchup against Highland Springs. Uh, Friday, September 23rd, Martinsburg versus Hedgesville. That'll be at Coburn Field. Uh, Martinsburg at Washington the 30th of September. And then Friday, October 7th. Hedgesville at Musselman. That it's again due to the next day, Saturday, October 8th, Martinsburg hosting Riverside, Ohio for their return game. Uh, Friday, October 14th, Martinsburg at Spring Mills. 
Friday, October 21st, Martinsburg at Jefferson. Friday, October 28th, which is Martinsburg's bye, we will be doing Jefferson at Hedgesville. So back-to-back weeks, we'll have Jefferson uh, at the end of October. And then Friday, November 4th, Martinsburg at Bishop Ironton in Alexandria, Virginia. But excited to uh, add those three additional games. Colin? Yeah, I'm looking forward to a football season as soon as this little league's done. That's what my mind's going towards. I'm really excited to have the first year getting to announce uh, and the call, Bulldogs. Uh, uh, Colin, Colin, the new voice of Martinsburg that was football. Known. I forgot we did, but as some people may not know, Colin is the new voice of Martinsburg football. Now you do. I'll be doing color you know, with you him. Know. I'll be doing color with him, and uh, we're still working out some other details. Volleyball, we're going to announce that here in a couple weeks as well, or within the next couple weeks. Uh, yep, exciting news on that there as well. Uh, Shepard will be doing on TV 10 only again this year, and we will cover all games but that Saturday, October 8th game uh, because of that Martinsburg game that we cover on both radio and TV. But excited for the fall and uh, another exciting year of EPAC football and Shepard football coming up. You know what would help to make us uh, possibly get to do both of those games? There's no way we could do both Shepard had lights, unless it's away. Uh, it is home, but yes. Shepherd had lights. I don't hint, think that hint. can happen. Hint, hint. I don't well, you think gotta, that... You got to talk to the city officials in Shepherdstown about hint, that. Hint, hint, city officials. Hint, hint. I mean, I don't know that Shepherd could even do that. Obviously, they we've could. learned some things no. this week. I believe in them. Uh, but speaking of Shepherd football... Nice transition. Um, How about hey, that? All right. I was kind of taken aback by this yesterday. I was, I was uh, just after the show, obviously between 11 and 1 we're kind of busy really busy i guess between 11 we're prepping you know at 11 we're prepping for the show getting everything ready for the station for the day yesterday i was finishing up that schedule uh doing some other our network stuff for the fall uh there's a tweet yesterday that i didn't see until around uh there's only one three thirty <laughs> there was well, one Twitter tweet. was down for a couple hours yeah at the that start is of true yesterday only so. one tweet uh, but there's a tweet yesterday it happened at eleven thirty six a.m uh apologize we didn't see it because we were getting ready for the show yesterday getting some other things squared away uh from the one and only ian rapaport at Rap Sheet on Twitter, at National Insider for NFL Network, NFL.com. We usually see him with the high-profile trades, along with him and Adam Schefter, high-profile signings. Uh, but this one, a pretty cool one to get out there and to be able to publish uh, because he's a... It's a local guy. It's a local guy, but also I believe Rap Sheet has a relationship with the agent of this player. Uh, defensive back Dejon Neal out of Shepherd University, who has traveled a windy road from the XFL to the USFL, has now agreed to terms with the Washington Commanders. Pretty cool thing that happened there is that Shepard got their name out there from a guy with 3.4 million followers that's a national insider for the NFL. Yeah, super cool. Um, you know, didn't really anticipate that news at all yesterday, but uh, it's not too often when you get to, you know you said it spencer get your your school's name out there from a guy who has such a huge national following and is such an important figure and when you think about it, it he was getting hate for it on twitter if you go to the replies he's he like oh who's this it. guy like yeah well you know it, it matters to it's some news. people and it, it matters to and, us you know? and you know obviously he's going to fight for a roster spot potentially maybe even practice squad uh but for a guy like that 
to get his name tweeted out by Ian Rappaport is just, in my opinion, I think that's huge news because in what some could say is just a signing to fill a roster, uh, to others is Shepard's name gets out there. Shepard yeah. football over the last year, his name has been in the national news more than once for the great things they've done on the field and able to get in deep into the NCAA Division II playoffs. And and having the best player in the country in yes. Division Two in Tyson Bajan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just all that. I think that Na- Shepard's national profile is just gaining steam. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you got if you have a program that sends players to the professional level, you know, regardless of what league it is, uh, that's huge. That's a huge booster for your program and for your school in general. And for a school like Shepard, that's huge. You know, that will get, you know, hopefully you can use that as a recruiting tool to see like, hey, we can send guys to the NFL. We can send guys to the USFL, to the XFL when it comes back. If you come here you will have a chance to play professionally. And, uh, you know, again, some people might just look at it as a tweet, as, you know, uh, like not a major signing on a national I mean, level. You imagine, but, you imagine his cell phone yesterday. Oh, I'm sure it was blowing up from from. You and know, that's just got to be the coolest and, feeling. Like, yeah. he's going to have a screenshot of that tweet forever, no He'll matter what it, happens you know? with his career. <laughs> yeah. He, it's, he's going to have that screenshot forever. And that, to me, is just, just freaking awesome. Yeah, really um, cool. Very happy for him, too. And he I mean, goes to, you know, I believe he's a Maryland native. Well, actually, he is a Maryland native. He goes to a, you know, a, a regional team for him, somebody that he, you know, most likely grew up at least watching to some extent uh whether he was a fan or not i mean he's he's from the dc maryland area the greater dc maryland area um and i got a text yesterday from uh one guy that uh has worked here in the past everybody that i'm gonna name i'm gonna name drop him right here i saw the text come up did you see the news of dejon neal and that was from matt crawford who uh left R&R last year to go back home and uh, work for uh, a marketing company doing something that he really wants to do. But he texted me yesterday, and, and I said, yeah, I saw the news. Thought that was pretty cool that Ian Rappaport tweeted it. And then he sent me this nugget. I went to elementary, middle, and high school with him. Played ball with him in high school, and we graduated the same year. Dude is a baller. Nice. That's pretty cool. How about that? A little uh, connection little here yeah. to, the, uh, to the station. That's cool. Didn't, uh, didn't expect that. But, yeah. I'm happy for him. I hope he uh, makes the team, whether it's practice squad or if he gets a uh, spot maybe with special teams or something. You never know. But uh, as you guys said, it's great for Shepard to continue to grow nationally. And I know last topic right at the end when we segued here, we were kind of joking about or I joked about the lights and like, yeah, Shepard probably can't do that because of things that we learned at the beginning of the week, which were financial things. And if you want that to improve then you're all for this national recognition. And it might be crazy to think a kid would read that tweet, be like, Shepherd University, never heard of it. Where is it? And play. Yeah. You Make it know. even I mean, larger. Just, that yeah. is a recruiting tool, possibly. It's little things like that that will really go a long way if they continue to build. Well, and I think the whole the whole thing is, like, Shepherd as a Division II, there, I would I – would, call them i don't think this is this is something controversial i'd call them a division two power in football yeah yes. absolutely 100 percent. yeah and if you can gain more national notoriety i think that only helps you build your football program and you know they're already gonna be you know they're already set have sites set on a, another great season and i think you just 
got to bring in those guys. And, you know, the beauty of the transfer portal now is, you know, you see it one way or the other. Uh, but the beauty is, you know, th- sometimes things don't work out at the Division One level, the Division One FCS level, yeah. and you can get guys. And I think that, if I remember correctly, we've gotten a couple guys, at least one or two guys that were on the roster last year that have, you know, that were at least committed and started their careers, whether they actually played or not, but they went to – uh, Division One school. So I think that the more you get your name out there, the more people see Shepard, the more it just builds the program, not only the football program, the whole athletics program. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, that is obviously a really good thing to have more notoriety attached to your school and to your program. And uh, I should also mention that Dewan Neal is not the first guy that Shepard has been able to send uh, oh, no. to the NFL. You know, it's just... This is cool specifically because he was shouted out by Ian, Ian Rappaport, who is a national reporter and uh, you know NFL media figure. That's a huge, huge deal, and hopefully that will you know increase the notoriety of the school and will get people more interested in looking at the school and seeing what it has to offer. Um, you know, I, I feel like most of the people who interacted with that tweet probably don't know that Shepard was a Final Four participant this year in the Division Two playoffs and were that close to making the national championship game. So very cool for him. And, and for Dewan specifically, he's uh, he already has a lot of professional experience. He played in the XFL before their, their season was canceled. And he got drafted, uh, I believe, in February or sometime early this year in the inaugural season of the USFL. Yeah, played and for the Generals. I do believe. you know what the Generals went? They yeah, went they nine went like and nine and one. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> yeah. So very impressive. You know, he was able to get a little playing time for that team, too. So he's got professional experience, and that will will certainly be helpful for him. There's a very crowded defensive back room in Washington, though. Yeah, There's, but if he can get, he, if he can at least play on the stay on the get onto the practice squad, right? I think that that bodes well because, as we know in Washington, by the time it gets to week 11, 12, 13, 14, you're playing your practice squad guys at least yeah. a defensive well, back. I said practice squad or special teams. You know, injuries happen, and there are guys that have to you know take some time away for whatever reason. So, you know, I, I bet that he would be a valuable piece to uh, stash on their practice squad. Mm-hmm. There, you know, he's got professional experience, and I'm sure they would would welcome that. Definitely, and I know it was a great day for him yesterday. But uh, let's get into this final topic of the segment. We talked yesterday about the capital signings at the first day of free agency. First, uh, not really the first couple hours, but later into the day. We had Andrew Gillis of NBC Sports Washington on, and we asked him. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. One of us asked him, "What? what's next? How much, What do they do? Do they, do they continue to do anything? And he had this me. to say. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe they're done. Um, I, the, the, move, the move to me, if you're going to make a move, would be up the middle. See, the, but the problem there is that you're going to have to move out Lars Eller if you want to make a move up the middle. So, if you're going to add a center, um, and there are a few centers, you know, notable centers still on the market, still in free agency market, in the trade market, um, I think that that would be the way to go. I, I would bet against it at this point. I think the Capitals kind of are what they are um, in terms of what the roster is going to look like, in terms of what the lineup is going to look like. But again, like I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be totally stunned if uh, if they add something, um, and if that something particularly is uh, is at the center position. And we get the news last night, or I guess evening, 
that they've signed 25-year-old center Dylan Strom, who scored 22 goals, 26 assists with the Blackhawks last year to a one-year $3.5 million deal. Uh, he hit the nail right on the head there. They uh, signed somebody for a good amount of money in the cap that seemed to make do do pretty good last year, have some good production. Yeah, that's 22 good goals, signing. 26 assists. The Hawks weren't very good last year. No, though, but I mean that's forty-eight Still, points. Yeah. yeah, not bad for a twenty-five-year-old as well. Yeah, so I, I like that signing. And I like that signing. The only question is, it's a one-year deal, three point five million. If he performs this year, you're going to have to pay him again next year. Right. That's so. fine. But yeah, Hopefully I just thought that was an interesting nugget yesterday, and that I tweeted out on our uh, Sports Mix Twitter. They also signed forward Henrik Borgstrom to a one-year two-way contract, and officially re-signed defenseman Matt Irwin to the same one-year two-way contract. So they're continuing to add depth in their system in a in, for a squad that's going to be without two of their top players uh, for a good portion of the 2022-2023 season got nothing else yeah i mean those seems like you know depth signings right just to yeah. uh to calm the storm before they they get back all right well that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer beddings outdoor living is family owned and operated located at 360 hack wilson way in martinsburg go to orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break we'll get into uh two professional sports leagues uh some uh, a match was made by the Suns. Took them out of contention. You could over there, Avery? Yeah, some had some in my eyes. All right. Well, the Suns match an offer for one of their players that could have potentially left, and that probably dooms them for a situation that could have come up. And then the home run derby field finally set. We'll get into that after this two minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Still hear the sound of you saying don't go. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. For the first time ever on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, we'll have the thrilling action of the Little League Baseball State Tournament. Hit on the ground. Spears to Hefner and Jefferson is headed back to the state tournament. Join us July 15th through the 20th for our coverage of the area teams live from Oatsdale Park, right here on your Eastern Panhandle Sports Leader, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and Comcast Channel 10. 
Hi, this is Caleb Wilkerson with Boats and Soaps Cleaning Services, a fully mobile, veteran-owned and operated business. We provide commercial and residential cleaning services, mobile auto detailing, as well as vacancy clean-out services serving within 60 miles of the Martinsburg, West Virginia area. Call us Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. at 304-268-9198. Again, that's 304-268-9198. Or check us out on Facebook, Boats and Soaps Cleaning Services. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this third segment of the sports mix for your July 15, 2022. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, happy to have you with us. Nick, on vacation, we'll be back for Monday's show. Uh, as I know, he's relaxed and enjoyed this vacation, gotten to go to some cool places as well. Uh, but let's turn our attention to the NBA. Uh, news coming out last night, last evening, probably around 6, 7 o'clock maybe? I think. Yeah, sometime around there. Sometime, or I guess this is 8.30 uh, on ESPN, published by Adrian Wojnarowski, Senior NBA Insider. The Phoenix Suns have matched the Indiana Pacers, Indiana Pacers' four-year $133 million offer sheet for restricted free agent center DeAndre Ayton, clearing the way for him to return to the Suns. His agents, Bill Duffy and Nima Namakin, told ESPN on Thursday night the Suns had until 11.59 on Saturday p.m. on Saturday to match the largest offer sheet in history of the NBA, but it matched it immediately and ended the Pacers' pursuit of Ayton. Uh, I think this is this signals two things here. This signals they want their guy back, and this also signals they're most likely out of the KD race. Well, I, I they also I, can't trade Aiton until January. Right. That's that kind of that's the wrinkle in this that kind of complicates things is that they re-sign him, but he can't really be used as a trade piece now. So I'd agree with you there, Spencer, that they're probably most likely out of the KD sweepstakes because. They're really, you know, other than if they offer Devin Booker in a trade, they don't have a lot of valuable pieces. Right, you know. They just signed Devin Booker to a Supermax extension this offseason. So, no, there there really isn't any way I I think that Phoenix could make a trade like that feasible. Um, And if they were to make it feasible, then they would throw in guys like Mikhail Bridges or some of their, like, other depth piece guys who are not... Yeah, and, and a lot of picks, which they don't really have... A ton of them anyway and none of those guys equal the trade value that katie has so yeah i'd agree spencer i don't think they're really in contention for him anymore um but i, I with that all with all that said i think it's a very interesting signing because of the way things ended for phoenix last year you know they were the number one overall seed in the nba they came into the playoffs as the almost like surefire western conference champion you know before the playoffs even started and then they had that uh, supremely disappointing Game 7 loss to the Mavericks in the semifinals uh, where they lost by 42 at home uh, in just a really embarrassing display. So uh, in that particular game, that Game 7, DeAndre Ayton only played 15 minutes. Coach Monty Williams decided not to play him for most of that game, and they were down by 35 or whatever it was at halftime. And it was pretty much over there. And uh, there was a lot of controversy about um, Coach Williams' decision to not play 
Aiton for most of that game. And then there came reports out uh, later after that game that there was a rift between the two of them and there was a lot of locker room tension. And uh, Aiton was kind of at the center of that, you know, no pun intended. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting signing. I'm kind of curious to see what, res- like, if they can resolve any of their issues or if it was blown out of proportion to begin with. Um, That's or, what I think it was. Or if they have a plan for Aiton going forward that kind of doesn't really involve him on the team. I'm I'm curious to see what happens here. I think it was blown out of proportion there, and I think the signing was the smart one because you never know what you're going to get with KD. They thought it was going to be great there in Brooklyn, and watch how that just falled. They got swept by Boston, and they had a big three that played, what, under 12 20 games? games? Yeah, un- under 15 games together, so... You don't know what you're going to get with KD anymore. Yeah, he's a great player. You could probably still say he's top 10, maybe, if he's healthy. So I think they made the right decision in that to get out of the KD running. And now I don't know where KD's going to go. I don't think What's happening in Utah? (laughs) Well, (laughs) there could be a lot happening. I mean, the the Jazz are now, evidently, they're listening for for offers on Donovan Mitchell after they just traded Rudy Gobert. So uh, they could be in full teardown mode pretty soon here, and um, you know Mitchell. Is, but would Katie want to go there with that? No, no, he wouldn't exactly. go to Utah. They, they, if if Katie were to be traded, it would be a massive three to four team deal. I would imagine. I, you know, there can't be just two players uh, involved in a trade like that. There'd be at least like ten players. I yeah. think. Yeah. Involved. There'd be lots of future picks, lots of protected picks in there. Um. Because that's really the only way that you can equate value for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is arguably the best scorer of the basketball on the planet right now, and he's still in his prime. You know, how many guys other than the top tier level superstars are equal to him in terms of value? Virtually nobody. You know, like what kind of combination besides like throwing in the very best players in the league are you going to get that equals the value for Kevin Durant? And if you're a team that wants him, like the Suns or the Warriors or the Heat, then you're going to have to give up all your best players just to get him anyway, which essentially puts you right back at where you were before you trade for him. You know what I mean? So a KD trade at this point just doesn't really seem to make a ton of sense because the teams that are in the running for him, like the Heat, for example, they will almost certainly have to give up one or both of Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. They're two best players. So you're starting at square one by trading your two best guys for KD. You're essentially right back where you were last year, right? So it's a very tricky situation. I don't know if any team in the league has enough draft capital and enough uh, trade pieces to make a trade for KD equitable for both sides. It just doesn't really seem feasible at this point. And I I honestly think it would be better for him to return to Brooklyn because he still has Kyrie. They can give it one more shot. Uh, There likely won't be any more vaccination restrictions in New York this upcoming season unless there's another wave of COVID. So Kyrie probably won't have to sit out for two-thirds of the season this upcoming year. So there might not be that locker room distraction factor in there anymore if Kyrie's able to play the whole season. Now, granted... He has a lot of injury problems, too, that are separate from all the COVID stuff. So um, if he gets hurt this year, then it might all be for naught. But I think you you ride it out in Brooklyn. See what, what this duo has left. Which is crazy because, like, a couple of weeks ago, 
it was he's getting out of Brooklyn no matter what happens. And now there's the trade market's just completely diminished. Yeah. Well, there was virtually no trade market for Kyrie Irving. You know? Yeah. Only oh, yeah. the Lakers were interested in him, and that would be a most likely Russell Westbrook would be involved in a trade yep. like that. And he doesn't like Katie very much, and Katie doesn't doesn't like him. So, <laughs> yeah, I, that that was uh, they nipped that in the bud pretty quickly. So. Yeah, you know what? I don't think a trade makes sense for either of those players. I don't think there are enough teams out there that could offer up something of equal value. So just let it ride. See what happens. You know, you could win the East still. I I still have confidence that if they get the right roster around them, they could put a run together. Yeah. Final NBA topic here today. We broke the news two weeks ago on the show uh, that Wizards had traded Kadarius Caldwell Pope to the Nuggets in exchange for those two guys that uh, will most likely Will Barton and Monty Morris will be at least one will Monty Morris probably be the, st- be the starting point guard and Will Barton will be a good player off the bench uh, and I believe the Wizards took a good portion of their con of his contract this year well he has signed an extension with the Nuggets a two-year 30 million dollar extension Wednesday night the deal which doesn't start until next year includes a player option uh, he had entered the final year of his con. He is entering the final year of his contract. We'll pay him $14 million. The guaranteed money in this deal will push Caldwell Pope's career earnings to $120 million. Again, he arrived two weeks ago from the Wizards uh, and is expected to be a key 3 and D performer to complement MVP Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. That could be a scary foursome right there. Yeah, I, I, the Nuggets had a tough year last year, even though Nikola Jokic won his second straight MVP because... Michael Porter Jr. is out pretty much all season. Uh, Jamal Murray Murray had his ACL tear and missed all last year. So they were really just Nikola Jokic and a bunch of dudes out there on most nights. And, uh, you know, Jokic essentially carried that team into the playoffs by himself. So they he definitely needs to be supplemented with some more pieces. And he'll, he'll be helped with the return of those two guys, Porter and Murray, from injury. Um... But they have Aaron Gordon there as well, and they've got KCP now. So they've got a nice core. It's just really dependent on if they can all stay healthy. That's the that's the biggest factor for them right now. KCP, of course, is an NBA champion. He won a ring with the Lakers in the bubble. So he's got playoff experience. He's been in the league for a long time. Uh, good three-point shooter. Pretty good defender on the perimeter. So they're getting a nice piece there. Um, you know, I, I think it's really just more of a... A depth piece, you know, if if Murray can't go for a little while before uh, he can come back, they can use him in kind of a starting role. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I think the Nuggets really just need to stay healthy and keep their core together, and uh, KCP can be a nice little contributor to that. I got nothing. All right, well, now let's transition to our final topic of the segment, the MLB All-Star Game. Uh, the contestants have been rounded out yesterday. The eight-field the eight person, the eight player field, uh, the eighth player was announced yesterday. Uh, that a couple, a little bit, maybe an hour or so after it was announced that Blue Jays center fielder George Springer has decided to rest his right elbow and will be inactive for the All Star game. So, Texas Rangers shortstop Corey Seager, who signed a big deal this offseason, Colin didn't even know he wasn't, he was not on the Dodgers anymore. Uh, he will take the spot in the for the American League All-Star team. He'll be his third All-Star appearance following selections in 16 and 17. He will also contribute in the Home Run Derby as the eighth and final contestant. With that happening, 
the brackets have been put out. Uh, that'll be Monday, 8 p.m. We'll get into this more on Monday, but uh, we'll get Nick's opinion on this when he's back. Uh, but number one, Kyle Schwarber versus number eight, Albert Pujols. Um, number four, Juan Soto versus number five, Jose Ramirez. Uh, number three, Corey Seager versus number six, Julio Rodriguez. Number two, Pete Alonso versus number seven, Ronald Acuna. That rounds it out. Uh, what do you? Which matchup are you? First round matchup are you most excited for? I'm most excited for Pujols there. It's an interesting spot to be eighth. I think all of those are honestly great. I, I like Pujols just because he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. I want to see what he still has left in the tank. But from a true, I guess, competitive aspect when it comes to home runs and just absolute bombs going off in that first round, it has to be Acuna Alonso. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that totally. I mean, Alonzo's won the last two derbies, and Acuna is one of the most exciting young players in the league. You know, he missed a lot of last year with an injury, but he's back this year. He's got a ton of power, very rangy outfielder as well. So that should be super fun. Really looking forward to I that. Think my opinion is I think Juan Soto is going to get past Jose Ramirez uh, relatively easily. Ramirez has 17 home runs on the season. He started out pretty hot, but he's only had one in his last 30 games. Yeah, but he does lead the AL with uh, uh, 68 RBI, yeah, I think. Yeah, but uh, at the home run derby, if, unless you just start to get hot then and then you continue it through the year, I don't know. It's just kind of an odd thing. Uh, but uh, Juan Soto, been hot in July. He has five homers. Yeah. I'm excited to see this. I um, bring it to 19. I'm excited to see this Corey Sager and Julio Rodriguez matchup. If you don't know a lot about Rodriguez, he's a rookie outfielder for the Mariners. He's got 15 dingers this year, and he's really taken the AL by storm. He's the front runner right now for the Rookie of the Year award. He's a super fun guy to watch. I'm I'm curious to see how he does. I already said who I'm interested in. Yeah, that is true. Sorry, I'm trying to find some music. It all deleted here for a second, so we got to hit this out. But it should be fun. We'll get Nick's. Actually, since I don't think you'll be on the show Monday, okay? Who do you think will win? Colin and I will save this for Monday. Oh wow, uh, winner! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the sentimental favorite. I think Pujols wins it. Wow, you really upset? You think Pujols is gonna win it. Yep. Interesting. All right. Well, he that, has the experience. Yeah, he's won uh, one. That's just an interesting pick there. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We wrap things up on the other side of this break. We'll get you a, uh, the Open Championship update. A lot of things happening today and uh, some young guys in the lead. We'll get you a breakdown that when we come back to wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. For the first time ever on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, we'll have the thrilling action of the Little League Baseball State Tournament. Makes the catch above his head for the out. Martinsburg is headed to the state tournament of final score 4-3. to three. 
Join us July 15th through the 20th for our coverage of the area teams live from Oatsdale Park, right here on your Eastern Panhandle Sports Leader, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and Comcast Channel 10. At Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths, we ensure your home is both beautiful and functional. We've been taking care of our neighbors for over 25 years. We specialize in kitchen and bathroom remodeling from start to finish, from design until installation. Whether it's countertops, cabinets, backsplashes, or full baths, we've got you covered. Custom work done with care. We are Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths. The South Morgan Volunteer Fire Department Carnival is August the 30th through September the 3rd this year with free admission. Enjoy the fun of this year's carnival with an amazing selection of rides, live music from great local artists, live auctions, contests, and the usual assortment of mouth-watering delicious food. Discounted ride wristbands and ride and food voucher combos are available in advance. The carnival is located at 10166 Winchester Grade Road in beautiful Berkeley Springs. Find out more about this fun event at firemanscarnival.com. That's firemanscarnival.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy, you can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue, Spencer Puig, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport wrapping up this week's sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 here. So we'll talk some of the Open Championship right now. Uh, we'll begin with uh, Tiger Woods, who has officially missed the cut. Uh, he started to walk down. This is uh, this could be his final final Open. No. He said, Did he open say at that? St. Andrews. Or, there you mm, go. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not much of a golf He, he was guy. very emotional. <laughs> you know, I guess he held or wiped away tears after uh, reaching the green on the 18th today. Yeah, he got a uh, very deserving standing O. But, uh, you know, I think this may be, you know, he can't make a cut, it seems like, when he's come back. He's plus three for the day, finishes nine over par. Uh, I mean, we they could officially just see Tiger playing to play now not playing to compete oh i'd agree i mean i obviously want him to compete i'm a huge tiger fan but after what he's been through he could just be playing to play to see how he does he wants to obviously compete but will we ever see him compete for a major again probably not I mean, look the fact that the guy's even playing golf yes yes his accident is just unbelievable he's like, walking yeah the we, miracle we've already talked about it before but i'm still just in awe that the the guy is you know has two functioning legs he can still like walk and not only walk but like participate in sporting events is truly like a miracle of modern medicine i just that's unbelievable really yeah so. it's just sad to see him it was, you know, as somebody that grew up watching Tiger, not a big golf guy, but like just seeing that Tiger made everybody. Yes, yeah, he was the face of golf for you know twenty years, pretty yeah. much. Speaking of the face of golf, we could be turning over to a lot younger here as you look at the top two guys: Cameron Smith, thirteen over par through sixteen, eight under, under today, thirteen under, excuse me, eight under through the day through sixteen holes, and Cameron Young, eleven under through fourteen, three under for the round. Uh, just 
things could be turning over to more youth movement in golf. Yeah, that's most likely. Dustin you know. Johnson at three at nine under, finished the day five under par. Scotty Scheffler, eight under, finished the day four under par. Uh, but as the Open kind of – I've heard a lot of things the last 24 or so hours that uh, these young guys, they may be leading before the weekend. Then the weekend just gets very adventurous, and it gets a lot harder. Yeah, especially at St. Andrews. Yeah. Anything? Good week. Uh, Nick will be back. Yeah, Nick back Monday. We'll be back live 12.08. But we'll have a big weekend of Little League action on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Keep uh, updated on the Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 Facebook pages for our schedule for the weekend. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Again, live at 5.15 on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube as Martinsburg Little League faces Logan County. Then at uh, 7.30, Jefferson will play Summersville. But that'll do it for this edition. For Avery, Colin, I'm Spencer saying so long. So long.